Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at candacesanderson.com. Welcome back. My name is Candace Sanderson, and today I am sharing passages from my early months in channeling. Reflecting on it gives me a better perspective. And if you are interested in increasing your own psychic abilities, perhaps this will help you too. I'll show you how the information came to me and how I have incorporated this information into my everyday world. My life as a pragmatic, science-based psychologist changed when this information from the non-physical realms entered my awareness. Nothing has been the same since then. I'm sharing a message from October 2013, less than two months after my initial opening at the end of August of that year. I had a message about energy healing. Channeling was still very new to me. Thus far, seven weeks into my process, I would get into the car to drive to work each morning, a very short distance. I would turn on my iPhone's recording app. And from there, the messages would just flow. It was so much like dictation. The messengers would tell me what words to use, what punctuation to use, when to start a paragraph. If I made a mistake, I would hear, strike that, followed by the correct word. The words, they were so specific, but I didn't hear them. It was more like a thought that came to me word by word. And I knew these words were not from me. This was not the language that I used each day. So I knew I was not making this up. So now, seven weeks into the process back in 2013, I was starting to see a pattern. Sometimes a topic would come up as I was getting ready for work in the morning. Maybe I was getting dressed. At times, the messages would begin when I was showering, and I would say, hold off, wait, and they would. Sometimes I had a hint as to what the topic of the day would be. Sometimes I would have a choice. It was like a dessert tray. Everything appealed to me, but I always leaned toward that chocolate. I wondered whether the messengers had always given me a heads up about the topic of the day, or was this new? Was this a new process? Maybe there had always been a choice, but I wasn't tuned in enough to recognize it in real time. I also wondered whether the messengers presented topics while I was sleeping, maybe in my dreams. My theory is that there were indeed hints, but I was on a learning curve. And in those initial stages, as I practiced fine-tuning my perception, 
most of that information probably went right over my head. I didn't have a clue. As I became more adept, I started to notice things. But I knew one thing for sure. As soon as I got in my car, fastened my seatbelt, cranked on that engine and hit record on my recording app, the messages flowed. I was usually recording before I exited the garage. Early on when I received this message, I had identified two messengers. The first ones were the muses within, but it would be months before they identified themselves by name. It was so easy to recognize their language. It was so lyrical. It was poetic, gentle, philosophical, and it had a beautiful flow to it. But there was another messenger whose communications were very different than the muses. The communications were very didactic. It was like listening to a professor in a college lecture. Just the facts, ma'am. These two messengers were clearly different from each other, and I could not confuse the two until this message in October 2013. It didn't seem to be from either messenger. Had aspects of both of them. In time, I would have dozens of messengers, and I didn't always take the time to find out who they were. It didn't matter. What mattered to me was the message itself. On this morning, October 18th, 2013, I had chosen this topic laser focused energy. So as I got in my car, put on my seatbelt, and hit record, the following message came. In this first paragraph, you'll notice that it mentions a skill set that was specific to me. Here's the message. This ability is important in healing energy. You are able to gather healing energies from outside of the body's normal awareness and funnel it like a laser to an area that needs help. You are able to look deep inside the tissue and change the energy of the tissues that are affected. In this next paragraph, the messengers start referring to a blockage. Think of the word disease, discomfort, and hyphenate them. Disease, discomfort. Here's the message. If there is a disruption in the energy field, which results in swelling and chaos occurring on a molecular level, your intense focus sends energy into that area with laser-specific guidance to affect a change for the better. At this point, I saw a picture of the cells on a quantum level. And I could see the disruption and the chaos, using their words, of the actual molecules. I could zoom back and see raw and inflamed nerve endings, a source, I'm certain, of significant pain. I also had an intuitive knowing 
that using laser-like focus at the root of a problem provides more direct results. I can think of a couple analogies. Instead of using a broad-spectrum antibiotic for an infection, if you discover the root of the problem, you can take a more specific, targeted approach. Here's another one. If you need an appendectomy, for example, you don't have exploratory surgery. You would not open your entire abdominal cavity to search for the problem. Instead, you would be guided to be very precise, maybe even using an MRI-guided surgery to find out exactly where the problem is. By having specific targets when using healing energy, we can be more effective. So back to the message. Now the messenger addresses how healing energy works. As you focus that energy, you are bringing light energy in from source and directing it toward the specific organ involved. By focusing your energy with a laser-like focus, you are changing cells on a molecular level, changes that occurred due to blockages in the energy. You are able to see this and, more importantly, able to feel this on your skin. Knowing that you can feel this on your skin is a validation to you that it is indeed working. You can use this type of energy on other people for healing. You do not need to feel the energy to trust that it is there. But the people you work on need that feedback. Okay, a little background info here. For the longest time, and long before I began channeling, I noticed that I could pinpoint any part of my body just by thinking of it. For example, if my hands are full and my nose itches, I no longer have to twist and turn my body to try to scratch my nose. I don't have to unload whatever I'm carrying just to free up my hands so I can scratch that itch. I can actually satisfy that itch by thinking about it. I can pinpoint the specific area that itches and send energy there. To be honest, it feels better when I can scratch it with my fingers, but I can alleviate that intense itching by bringing my energy there, I can move the energy in circles, back and forth, whatever works to dop that itching. So when the messenger says I can focus my energy and feel it on my skin, that's what they're referring to. It is great feedback. I no longer require that feedback because I know it works. But this is often a tipping point for clients, especially those who might be new to energy healing. And this is precisely what the messenger says in the next paragraph. Many people are new to this technique and do not totally trust unless they can feel something happening. When they feel the energy being focused, then 
they do not need to trust for now. They know that the process is working. When I do energy healing, it brings me joy to see the amazement when newbies have energy healing. When they give you feedback on what they see and what they feel and how that corresponds to what you're actually doing in real time, it helps validate the process for them. It makes it more real to them. Initially, they need or desire this proof, this validation, and feeling the energy work so well. Let's get back to the message, and we'll see another aspect of feeling the energy. Here, they are referring to the client who feels the energy as you work on them. This will then increase their vibratory rate for they will feel happier and better about their condition. With the higher vibrations that are associated with happiness, their energy field rises to a finer and subtler vibratory rate, which then helps clear the energy blockages that causes the initial problem. This will allow them to have more healing because their energy system is now in tuned with yours and vibrating at a higher frequency. I like the description by the messengers, attunement. When the client is in tune with you, they can ride the waves and frequencies of health. If, for example, you call in your angels and guides when working with others, you can bring this person alongside you. You both are in the flow, moving to the beat of the same drum. Use that to your advantage. Even if you are new to energy healing, don't stop to judge whether you can do this or not. Just do it. Close your eyes and call upon your greater angels to come into your space and help you and your client. Let's get back to the message. When they, referring to the client, when they are at a higher frequency, then the blockages that created the dis-ease to begin with begins to dissipate. It is with the dissipation of these energy blockages that the healing begins on a molecular level. This is something that you have been able to do, but will be able to do on a much more precise level. This can be done remotely or individually with people. Of course, this can be done remotely, but back then when I received this message, it was all new to me. I actually did not know that you could do this unless you were face-to-face with the client. And once the client is in a higher vibrational state, that dis-ease starts to vibrate at the ease level. The discomfort begins to vibrate at the comfort level. Your client has just started the process of healing. Back to the message. 
you see it is a complete circle, keeping the energy flowing from above through you to them, back to you, back to Mother Earth for recycling. It is an energetic loop that comes from source. The loop is created by you. You are the conduit. The client begins to open when they see or feel the energy that is sent through you. The energy continues to flow in this loop, and the blockages within the affected area or the organ begins to clear. When the energy blockages are gone, the healing has occurred. The patient feels and then acknowledges that it is indeed working. When they feel it working, their vibrations raise, thus allowing your laser focus to clear more specifically the energy blockages they have. That energy then comes back to you and through you to Mother Earth, where it is recycled and used again. Okay, this seems logical to me. And given that this was years ago, it seems so basic now. But now the messengers talk about the responsibility of the patient. Let's get to the message. You are able to do this healing, but the patient too must have responsibility. There is a reason this organ was affected. There is a reason why there was a blockage and dis-ease to begin with. It is important for the patient to look at what they are holding back and learn to let go and allow their energy to flow. It is with the flowing of energy, thus being connected to source, that is important for one's well-being. You may be a very important instrument and can be such in healing the physical body. It is up to the patient, however, to take this to a higher level and to effect a permanent change. Next, the message shifts to global implications. It is through a team of light workers, such as yourself, that can also be instrumental in affecting healing from Mother Earth herself. You have become a much more enlightened beacon of light, allowing source energy to run through you into Mother Earth, giving her, Mother Earth, the needed healing powers and comfort that she needs. Continue to do so. You have been able to focus your energy on very specific parts of your body for many years. It is now time for you to begin to focus that energy now upon other people. It is with loving grace that we sign off for now. This message occurred early in my channeling history, and much of the information seems so basic now. But it was not at the time I received it. It was new information for me. 
the messengers were guiding me on a different path. I was sidestepping my pragmatic life as a psychologist, and I was beginning to see the world through the lens of energy, frequencies, and vibrations. I was becoming more comfortable with that view. Although I could no longer rely on senses in the way I had before, I could now sense energy. I could scratch those itches without using my hands. I could feel energy shifts. Learning to view the world through the lens of energy was logical. It explained many of those things that I thought were inexplicable. I realize now that there's no woo-woo in many psychic phenomena. It's just a finer and subtler energy frequency. And those frequencies are below the threshold of awareness for our physical senses to measure. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. As we learn to fine-tune our senses, who knows? Maybe we will start to see sounds or taste colors. Some people do already. Maybe we'll be next. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, live your life through your heart. And always remember to be kind. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.